Hader presents In the Red Zone with Rob Witham. Tonight's broadcast is brought to you by Massey, Wood, and West and by the Sports Page Grill in downtown Ashland. short week but we are certainly going to be with you live here tonight sports page grill in ashland we are in the red zone how are you friends and fans drop with them along with you live on 1029 the mater at 102.9 fm fans listening tonight along the rba sports network online rbasportsnetwork.com hanovercountysports.net and for those of you listening tonight on the TuneIn radio app on radio r-a-d-i-a-l-l tons of things to talk about tonight two fantastic guests coming up just moments away as we get ready Hard to believe, but the 2019-2020 high school basketball season is officially upon us. Begins next week. We have had a chance to talk to uh, Philip Cobb and Patrick Henry. Mike Ward dropped by from Hanover, introduced you to the new head coach of Lee Davis Boys Basketball uh, just a couple of months ago here in the red zone. And uh, we had to get Raider Nation on. So Rally Axel and Michael Rawlings, we pulled off the double. They're both with us, and they will join us here in just a couple of moments. But we begin tonight with the stunner in Louisa on Friday. What a historic night for high school football. And as we went quickly down but safely from Louisa County High School down to NBC 12 for the season finale of On the Sidelines and On the Sidelines Extra with Mark Davis. We, he um, commented, and, and he's absolutely right, this was one of the most titanic weekends of high school football that he said he could remember since coming into the area in 2011. And, of course, I've been here a couple of years prior to that. Uh, I don't think I remember a Friday night, especially a playoff Friday night, quite as big as the one that we just experienced. And for two reasons. One, our game of the week where Patrick Henry coming off the win over Spotsylvania in the 4-5 game of the quarterfinals of Region 4B, their task was just this go up to top seed Louisa who had just completed their third consecutive undefeated regular season and find a way to hand the Lions a loss in the jungle easily one of the biggest home field advantages in the Commonwealth of Virginia if not the biggest and on top of that Louisa had won 36 of their last 38 games but the way the Patriots did it was very simple they found a way to slow the game down in the sense that possessions were at a premium the biggest example of that halftime Patrick Henry they won the toss and this ended up being one of the biggest decisions of the night they won the toss and elected to defer to the second half critical move because they get the football and they take the entire third quarter going down the field they finally score a touchdown in the first minute of the fourth quarter all my years of watching football in any level high school college pro I cannot remember one football team possessing the ball for 12 or for 15 minutes for an entire period of play, but that's exactly what the Patriots did. And by closing it off with a touchdown early in the fourth quarter to retake the lead, that was huge. That made the score at that point 13-9 in favor of Patrick Henry. 
Louisa had scored just before the half, and you may recall that uh, there weren't many possessions in the first half either, but Louisa was able to get one with just over a minute to go, and in three plays, they went 59 yards, scored on a 17-yard touchdown pass, but they missed the extra point, and that was critical uh, in terms of what happened at the end of the game. 9-7 at the half. Patriots make it 13-9, and then Louisa is able to drive down the field and with about two and change to go, 237, I think it was, they score, and they take the lead at 15-13. They go for two because then Patrick Henry would have to score a touchdown to win the game. A field goal, you know, with an extra point, a field goal would tie it, send it to overtime. But with a two-pointer, it put the onus on Patrick Henry to have to go all the way to the end zone. So they tried it. They failed. Two-point game. So credit special teams on Patrick Henry for that. Then the Patriots get the ball, and to me, the play of the game, if you go back and watch the entire 48 minutes, the biggest play of the night was on third down and long in their own territory. Alex Sakar is going to get smashed by two different Louisa defenders, and he is able to somehow come out from underneath both of them and then rumble to his left, and senior running back Cameron Tolliver, who had perhaps his best game of his Patrick Henry career, was in on the blocking scheme and then flushed out really quick, knowing that his quarterback was in trouble and he needed someone to throw to. Sakar just kind of floated the pass to Cameron, and then Cameron made a beeline for the line the gain, which was the 46-yard line. He dove and got to the 47. It gave Patrick Henry a first down. They were able to get into the red zone. They stalled. And so, timeout, 15 seconds to go. Here comes William Dorsey for a 33-yard field goal try. Of course, Louisa called a timeout to try to ice him. And then everything about it, the snap, the hold, everything was perfect. Dorsey sent it right through the uprights. Patriot Nation went nuts. It was 16-15, but it wasn't done yet because they still had to kick off to Louisa, and Louisa still had 15 seconds if they decide not to use any time on the uh, comeback, on the on the run back on the kickoff, which is what um, you know they they ended up down with about nine, and on their final play they go for the you know the, the, the lateral here, lateral here, lateral there, and and of course in the end it, the the play took probably about 40, 45 seconds. I think they lateraled the ball maybe eight or nine times. But the problem with that is that if, if you're not setting up a wedge of blockers at some particular point, and if you go back to any of those, such as the band is on the field, Stanford Cal 1982, uh, what happened to New England on the kickoff with Miami last year in the regular season? If at some point you don't set up that, okay, at this point we're going to throw it to somebody and the rest of you guys have got to create a wedge to allow them to get down the sidelines. If you don't do that, then eventually the play is going to die, and that's what happened. And it kept going backwards, too. So the Patriots tackle at about the 10. The game is over, and and it was a shock-felt round region 4B because the one seed, the two seed, the three seed, they're all gone. Dinwiddie, the seventh seed, knocks out Monaghan in round one. At defending champion Eastern View on Friday night, 25-17. Patrick Henry gets rid of the top seed, Louisa. And now we have, for the region 4B championship on Black Friday, number seven, Dinwiddie the most dangerous number seven seed possibly in the history of Virginia High School League football playoffs since we began the reclassification process back in 2013. They had, they're had a young team. They had a very difficult non-district schedule, and then the Central District was one of the best districts in the area this year, uh, characterized by the fact that three of their teams are still playing in Dinwiddie, Thomasdale, and undefeated 
Hopewell. So they come out, they beat Monacan big, they take care of Eastern View and Culpeper, and now Friday they'll make the trip to Ashland to take on the Patriots. Our live exclusive coverage here on the Mater will begin with the On the Sidelines pregame presented by Virginia Farm Bureau Insurance, and that, of course, will begin at a special time of 3.30 on Friday afternoon. We will kick at four now later in the hour we will talk more about the other regional championships the end of the reign of highland springs in class b after four years their hopes to win a record fifth consecutive championship go by the boards and it's their arch rivals who finally got the job done setting up another rematch for verina in this saturday's region 5b championship we also have a word or two about randolph making football and about their win to the Neptune Bowl on Saturday, but more about one young man uh, who has left an indelible mark on that program and will be remembered for decades to come, not because of all of his accomplishments on the field, but the type of leader he was on and off the field as well. But when we come back here live from Sports Page Grill Ashland, we're getting ready to go to hoops. It is going to be high school basketball season in less than one week's time. Michael Rawlins, Rally XL from Atley High School, coming up next, back in a moment, live at Sports Page Grill Ashland. You are in the Red Zone. We'll be back with more from the Red Zone after these messages. Where do you bring the family for sports, great food, and excellent service? Sports Page Grill in Ashland. Walking distance from Randolph-Macon College, Sports Page Ashland features 40 and 55-inch TVs, all high-definition flat screens. Sports Page Ashland has something for everyone on the menu, like their fresh Angus beef burgers or chicken wings, which everyone agrees are the best in town. Kids' night is Wednesday. All kids' meals are served on Frisbees that they can take home. Your family will love the friendliest faces you can find anywhere north of Richmond at Sports Page Grill in Ashland. For nightly specials and more, check them out on Facebook. Sports Page Ashland. When you need printing, you usually need it yesterday. We Think in Ink can't work that quickly, but close. Let Chuck Stottenmeyer and the folks at We Think in Ink take your printing project and help make your message stand out. We Think in Ink offers quick turnaround and printing you'll be proud to use. Visit We Think in Ink in Ashland right next to the post office at 305 England Street. Let them suggest ideas for your business cards, letterhead, brochures, or business forms. We Think in Ink in Ashland. Live local sports talk. You are in the red zone here on the Mater, across online on the RVA Sports Network, as well as our friends listening on the TuneIn Radio app on Radio R A D I A L L. They've rolled the basketballs out in high school gyms across the area and across the Commonwealth of Virginia, and they tip it for real beginning one week from today. 2019-2020 high school basketball season. And I'm really excited to have both of these gentlemen on at the same time because we get to talk about the, the totality of a program and a school, a school that's in a very interesting situation with their region, what's happened with the region, with the latest reclassification, how that might affect how things look come February. Uh, we have a lot to talk about with the, the boys basketball coach of Atley High School, Rally XL, and the girls high school basketball coach at Atley, Michael Rawlings. Gentlemen, welcome. Hey, hey, how Rob. are you? Yeah, I'm doing well, Rob. How are you? Doing yeah, fantastic. Thanks for having us. Appreciate it. My pleasure. My pleasure. Well, first of all, just give me kind of a sense of 
the excitement uh, with your team. And, you know, you went through tryouts a few weeks ago, you know, pared it down varsity and JV. And I know this week you're getting as much practice time in as you can Absolutely. Uh, prior to, of course, everybody enjoying the holiday and then the final preparations going into next week. How's it been going? Oh, man, it's been going uh, very well for the girls basketball team. I tell you, uh, we come into this season with a lot of excitement. Uh, we lost maybe one major contributor from last year, but uh, my bench is really picking up this year. We've got a, a lot of good uh, ninth graders that came in. We have a, a transfer that came in from Illinois, which is quite Ooh. unusual for, for athletes. <laughs> I was about but, to say, that's not <laughs> unusual. Yeah, that's, that's quite a, and, and she brings a little hype. Uh, she's young yet and, a little, and has a lot of work ahead. But, uh, but again, what has happened, my bench ha- has grown tremendously. And so when I saw that, that was just the excitement coming into this season alone because before, you know, I roll five out and I'll play them to their tongues roll out, <laughs> you know, and, and look over to the bench and know I can put a contributor in the game. You just don't know how much difference that makes to a, to a coach and to a team. Oh, yeah. I mean, especially uh, latter stages first half, uh, issues about fouls. And obviously in the fourth quarter, uh, you want them conditioned. But there's going to come a coach or a time where it's, you know, sometimes that that whistle blows and they just look over and they're like, <laughs> yeah. they're just tap, tap yeah, their go. chest going, I, I got to have oh, a blow here. Well, you uh, know, and, and more so for that, sometimes people just have a bad day. And, you know, and that's what the coaches <laughs> look at right there. So those other things okay. That's true. But sometimes it's just the ball is not going in. I can't catch it. I can't do anything. <laughs> and I look over there and say, man, I don't want anything. So, and I know I can go to the bench now. So, you know, uh, uh, I got somebody on the bench that can, uh, I would say, uh, do a little bit better than you at 50%. Now, so. <laughs> so now for both of you, what do you do in that situation if, if one of your, whether it be a role player or your best player, just has an off night and, and kind of more along the lines of maybe after the game and at the first practice following the game, just making sure that a, a one-night situation doesn't become a, a rut or a drought is there anything that you do specifically from a psychological standpoint to go you know what just put that behind you we're going to play again I think a lot of time with the star player, they, they know it's an off night, and they're more inclined. They're like, I'm going to be right next game, Coach. Don't worry about it. Now, the guy that comes off the bench is probably a little bit more worried. Right. And so you got to reassure them and, you know, maybe tell them a couple of tweaks they can make to produce for the next game. But it all depends on which player it is. The star player is like, don't worry, Coach. I got you next game. The, the sub can be a little bit nervous. About it. <laughs> Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Star players, i like, hey, give me the ball, Coach. It's going in the next time. But right. still, your, your uh, rally's correct. The ones on the bench. You want to make sure that they're ready to go when they're called upon the next time. So you don't want to lose them because you can lose them for more than one game, two games, three games, and you need them every night. So uh, Explain the difference, both of you, between having, let's say, seven or eight that you know you can go to or nine or ten that you know you can go to. I think I think a lot of times going into the season, times like, oh, I can play ten or eleven, but really when it comes down to it, you can probably only play eight a lot and nine maybe if you're lucky. So I think unless you have really good depth, maybe Michael has it this year. I've never had that. But maybe eight guys, maybe a ninth guy here and there. But I, I've never could have played right. ten, 10 guys before. Just Because we talk about the star player. You want that star player, your better players, to get in a rhythm. And if you're shuffling guys in and out too much, it's hard for your best players to get in a rhythm. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. And I think for me more than anything that I have a backup pretty much at each position. So that's what kind of makes it 10. But uh, as, as Coach, as Riley said, you want to you want your best on the floor at all times. Mm-hmm. But I, this year for me, I kind of I do have at least three or four girls that's pushing some of the other girls for time. So, uh, hey, I've been in a position I haven't been in since I've been at Atlee. So. 
And and for both of you and for any basketball coach, that helps in the sense that you need everybody in practice. You know, if you've only gotten, I remember a couple of years ago when Randolph-Macon women's basketball went on a run and won the ODAC championship will be now two years ago this February coming up, 2018. Uh, they did it essentially with 10 players on the roster, not 10 wow. that Carol LaHaye yeah. could look at and go, okay, I can rotate here and get, I need 10 minutes out of you and 12 out of you and eight out of you. I'm talking about in practice, if somebody was sick, they couldn't even go five on five. Wow. And they found a way, not not just to win, but to win it all and get a bid to the NCAA tournament. How hard is that to do? Yeah, it is hard, like, especially if you can't run 5-on-5 five five in practice, you can't really, you know, get the repetition. But, you know, sometimes i found, and maybe Michael will agree with this, like, if there's only eight or nine that know they're going to play, they're more relaxed. So they can play freer because they know they're not going to get pulled out as much because there's no one to pull out. I mean, there's no one to come in for you. So you play freer yeah. because you know you're you're going to be in the game. You're going to be so, in there. Yeah, and once you get into the course of the season, I, I don't think you're as concerned about, how you practice getting up and down the floor. I think you kind of doing more with your sets and execution of certain things. Okay. So not so much up and down the court because you start to take some of the wear and tear off the kids' legs at some point. So. And now there's something else I want to ask you guys about, and that is the way the schedule goes. Because it, you know, in football and field hockey and volleyball in the fall, you start, you know, latter part end of August, and you just work your way right through. And most seasons, with the really the exception of football, are now done for the fall standpoint before we get to our first major holiday. In the spring, yes, there's spring break early on, but it's usually within the first three weeks or so of the season. And then you've got about a two-month sprint to try to make it to, you know, the state championship. For you guys, you get started, you play a couple of weeks, and here comes winter break. And all of the things that go on with it, going home for Christmas, going home for New Year's. This year, the, the calendar with both holidays on Wednesday you know, you've got two full weeks off, and I think the school uh, school doesn't reopen again until the 6th of January. Yeah. So it's a unique situation, not just for you guys, but swimming and wrestling and indoor track, et cetera, where you have to deal with that break. And I know a lot of teams play during that break, and that helps. But still, how do you handle it from a rhythm standpoint so that you're not trying to start all over again the 1st of January? Uh, well, I'll tell you, thus far, we haven't handled it very well <laughs> over the years. I appreciate and, your honesty, Yeah, yeah we, we haven't because uh, with, with my girls, when they get ex- uh, in the, historically, when they've had a number of days off, just trying to come back in, especially when we, I felt like we were peaking, uh, it, it made it a little bit tough to try to come back and get right back into where you left off at. You know, so I, I go back to a couple of seasons back when we started off a little bit slow. It was after the break. We could never quite get it right with the Thanksgiving, then the Christmas. But after we got past Christmas, got back into January and started playing, we got to a peak. So we don't want to peak too early and then have a Christmas break. So I, I like to peak in somewhere in January, late January, really is the best time. Yeah, going into February, definitely. And I, and I think a lot of times, too, like Michael does the same thing. We try to play a tournament after Christmas. You know, so I think the kids know, all right, they don't lose their total focus because they know that after Christmas you're going to be playing, so you got to keep your focus. And I think that helps. But it is tough. Like you said, you start Thanksgiving, you might have some people miss you. Hope not. And then Christmas, right. too. So the first couple, first year, 
I really had a lot of people miss because I don't know if the expectation was to be there. But now I think the parents kind of understand a little bit and they they stay home a little bit more. They range their schedule a little bit better, which has helped us in the long run. Right. Most yeah. definitely. Yeah. Uh, coach, this is your third, third year. That's what I wanted yeah. to make sure before I said that. Right, right. Third, which is hard for me to believe. Right. Uh, what are the differences now that you're in year three as opposed to coming in and trying to establish your style of, of play and, and all of that? There's a lot of things that you had to do year one and probably last year too that maybe now you, you're don't have to do it it's a lot easier transition this year because the kids have been in the program obviously for three years and then the jv kids have been running the stuff that we're going to run at varsity so you're not starting from scratch you just kind of review and then you can get, get going and you can add more stuff like the first couple of years you're just starting you're starting from scratch and they don't know anything and it's just a longer process so it's a lot easier now in that area and i think a lot of kids the first year you know they didn't expect – maybe the expectation was that they have to be at practice during the breaks and on the weekends, and so we kind of fixed that a little bit. So that's helped us get a little bit better too. Yes, it does. Well, repetition yeah. helps. Yes. No yes. doubt. Mm-hmm. Coach, do you do you have any – and you've been there for quite some time now. Seven years. Yeah. That's, man, well, I've been, that's, been at Atlee for 10 years. been the head coach for seven For seven. Years. Now, are you in a situation to where you have to watch out for any type of complacency or anything like that, or are they coming in hungry and ready to well, get Well, I, I think the girls for the most – part have, have been relatively hungry because of the transition from year to year we we managed to lose one or two key players and so some of the other players know that they have to step up and so they're being challenged a little bit to step up so we got to got two girls right there that really they really want it and so you know you kind of look for that because they kind of feed that to the rest of the team so if they want it then other people see they want it then hopefully they want it too (laughs) and so I think the girls know they have the opportunity to compete this year Uh, and I think we had a pretty good season last year 14 and 8 but coming in this year they're looking to even kind of bypass that I don't know I don't want to get too far ahead of myself yeah we will or won't but if we can even just match what we did last year I think the kids would be happy but they want more so and i want them to want more than what they've accomplished uh, oh yeah because that makes it doesn't make your job necessarily easier but it makes your job more rewarding in the sense that you you've got the ingredients so to speak as the chef trying to put everything together to get the the right uh, the right dish or combination that you want Mm -hmm. no doubt absolutely Head coach Michael Rawlings, girls basketball at Atlee. Head coach Rally XL, boys basketball at Atlee. Getting ready for Raider Nation seasons, which begin a week from tomorrow. We'll talk about that in a moment. Now, Coach XL, I know you got a tall guy named Warren back with you this year. <laughs> yes. uh, but kind of tell yeah, <laughs> <laughs> He's the only one back. We got As Matt Gray said on our Game of the Week postgame back in September, when uh, the first time I got to see Caleb Warren, his sophomore running back, right, right, right. he had a good night that night. Yeah. The win over Mills Godwin he looked at me and he said, well, Rob, you can never have too many Warrens. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, I told Coach Gray we're going to be suffering from PTSD here in a couple months, like the post-Tyler stress disorder. But uh, I'm glad he's got a Warren. I don't have another one coming, but he – Obviously, he makes us a heck of a lot better. Of our top six, he's the only one back, but he did average 18 and 10, so yeah. that's key. It's just whether or not the other pieces around him. We have some guys that have played varsity but haven't been counted on, so it's whether or not they can step up and deliver. If they can deliver, we could be all right, and if they don't, then we'll, we'll probably struggle a little bit. Is this a glass-half-empty full situation because you can look at it and go, boy, from an experience standpoint, we took a hit from last year's right. team. But from an opportunity standpoint, wow. I mean, look at all the opportunities that, that these young guys are going to have right. uh, that they didn't have last year because of all the seniors. Well, it's kind of like what Michael said. You got guys coming in hungry right now. I know I'm the man. or I'm going to be one of the guys. I'm going to have to play a lot. And, they, you know, their focus and their energy level is high, and, and they want to be able to be counted on. 
You know, so we got eight seniors, two juniors, and three sophomores. So it's kind of a mixed bag of uh, on the roster. So we'll kind of figure it all out. Wow, yeah, because that's going to be another big senior class right. for you. Yes, Whew. I know. Now, so. Coach, on your side, uh, your, your your Spitfire is one by the name of Kelly Ayer. Yes. Now you talk about competition. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's just like her bro- older, older brother, Brett, who played multiple sports at Atlee years ago. I, there's just a fire in their eyes Indeed. that you just you can't um, you can't create it you can't replicate it either you have it or you don't and she does yes. and I'm sure that that probably spills over and helps out the rest of the team. Yeah, absolutely. Kelly is uh, I would call her the spark plug because she needs to spit that little bit of fire and she'll <laughs> go and go and go and and that transitions to uh, you know a number of other players on the team as well. But you know uh, Kayla Maxson pretty much the same thing she has that she come back uh kayla and uh kelly both uh were like all all, re- all conference type all region whatever second team 13 uh last year so and they both scored in double figures last year so we kind of count on them uh i still have some other good shooters coming coming in uh lacey miller coming in shoot the ball very well uh, also a junior, uh, I have uh, uh, Jiggy. I call it Jiggy Bainger, but Julia. Uh, <laughs> Jiggy's coming in, help handle the ball, tweet. Well, everybody on my team has a nickname. Has a nickname. So, <laughs> so I have nicknames. You ask me their names, I say, oh, I can't get them quite right. but Because uh, I only know about their nicknames. But, That's right. Uh, you know, uh, my team still relatively young. We'll transition. I mean, we'll lose Kayla, but still going to be young. So I, I managed to have a couple of freshmen, a couple of sophomores, a couple of juniors. So um, haven't been quite like uh, Riley since Elise Armitrod. So he, his Elise Armitrod <laughs> is, is Tyler. So right. when Elise left, yes. she took the whole gang with her, right? <laughs> yes. So, uh, you know, so I haven't had that one dominant player like that since Elise. But, uh you know, right now I think we have a collection of uh, a, a number of shooters on the team. I I, I would I have four, five, maybe six girls get knocked down three pointers right now. So uh, I can't now don't have anybody in, in the interior to play really big and strong. But we're trying to develop that. There so, you go. Yeah, yeah. We can develop that. That's going to be that's our next level type of uh, activity right there. And, and on top of that, if you've got guards who are aggressive and know how to be uh, aggressive the right way, they're going to go crash the boards too. Oh yeah. If you're not taking the three, you're going up there trying to get the O board. <laughs> well, as you say that, Kelly Air, five foot one, leading rebounder. <laughs> Look, leading leading rebounder on the team. Yeah, she's so. nuts. She's absolutely <laughs> Lead, nuts. yeah, leading rebounder on the team. But uh, you know, I tell the parents all the time, she's a good uh, geometry student because <laughs> you got to play angles off the rim, and it's going <laughs> right. to the left, and she's the first one there. So how about it? You got that so, right. Yeah. No doubt. And you know what, Coach? I'm glad you mentioned Kayla because I know she's been working very hard in the off season. Yes. Um, she could be in for a pretty special year. Yes. Yes. Uh, Kayla's in line for a thousand points this year, so she had the season that she had last year. I think she averaged about 14. I think that'll put her right there at the doorstep of it. So she may need another point or two outside of that. But um, I, I guess you know we've been averaging about 22 games a year with this change in the region. So you have to go make a good run in the playoff. There's no district playoffs anymore. Right. So we lose games. So, you know, she's making her run at 22 games where some of the other players had 27, 28, 
29 or whatever. So, but yeah, she's right there. She's right on the doorstep of it. So, um, she should get there. But uh, we don't want to play for a thousand. We want to play for wins. And if yeah. a thousand happens, it happens. Then so be right. it. Exactly. Yes. It sounds exactly like a young man at Randolph Macon with football that I'm going to talk about mm -hmm. here momentarily. So we now have 17 teams in your region, right. Class Five Region B. Uh, we, we know about kind of the, I don't want to use the term controversy, but there, there were a lot of, uh, a lot more people that thought it was negative than positive that eight out of 15 made it in, right. in sports life, especially, I think basketball was hurt the most right. out of, out of all of the sports. Well, you know, you go to the spring with soccer and baseball and softball. When you get in that eight, nine, 10 level, then and the quality of play is usually not not nearly as good as maybe the one two right but when it came to basketball here in the last couple of years in this region you had teams that were going 13 and 9 14 and 8 that weren't making the playoffs uh, mm -hmm. and, and i've always been the kind of person to go you know 90 95 percent of these kids are not going to play after high school true Very and true. so if you have an opportunity to have a winning season the least you should have is an opportunity to play right. in the postseason. I'm not saying let everybody in, right. but I think that the region did take a, a step in the right direction, even though it expanded to 17. We're now at 10 teams this yeah. year rather than eight. Had it stayed at eight, I, I think my head would have exploded. <laughs> right. and, and I'm just the guy covering right, it. Right, right, right. So is it any easier knowing it's 10, from, uh, 10 out of 17 that at least more people will make it? Or is it the sense that that's offset by the fact that there are two more teams in the region to worry about? Yeah, I think if I think if everybody feels a little bit better, at least they're ten. And like you said, it's kind of moving in the right direction. It gives teams hopes that they might actually be able to make, you know, get a chance to have a winning season. Like Michael went for what, 14, fourteen and fourteen and eight, and they didn't make the playoffs last playoffs, year. That's so right. I'm saying so that that's a team right there that last year should have gotten in, but didn't. So with the ten teams, they're playing in the playoffs. So you never know what can happen. Mm -hmm. So You're I right. think the coaches are encouraged, and maybe this is the one step this year, maybe another step next year, get more teams in to get in further in the right direction. Right. Yeah, and we we've. Tried Try not to focus so much on, on the 10. I mean, obviously, it, it kind of helps, but uh, what I want my girls to focus on is just winning as many games as we can, and then we'll let the seeding take care of itself. So, you know, if, if asking me, I'm pushing. I want to be in the top. I want to be one, two, three, four. So who, who cares about eight, nine, or 10? Really, right, you know, right. I want to be in the top of that. But, uh, you know, yeah, last year was a little bit. Uh, well, it was a little bit uh, saddening for me, especially because even though we w we went 14 and eight, but then three of those teams in that eight, we kind of handled pretty good during the regular season anyway. So, I mean, J.R. Tucker, I think we beat them by almost 30 points, and then they got in with the same record that we did, and it just didn't <laughs> feel right. And, and maybe they were 15 and seven or so, but we we handled them pretty good. But like I say, a lot of that has to do with scheduling, right? And then who gets points to whoever you beat and who yeah. they beat, and all of that. But all I know, if we beat the teams that's in front of us, then we should be in front of them. That's right. That's one thing I try to stress my team last yeah. year. Like Patch Henry, Hanover, Lee Davis, obviously rivalry games, but a god went on a Tuesday night or a deep run on a Tuesday night, uh -huh. or Manchester, whoever, that's just as important as those are because you can't have any letdown because those are going to come back and haunt you if you don't get those wins. If you don't get those wins, you're yeah. absolutely right. Now, both of you talked about earlier about the, the, the situation with the holiday break. Uh, I know you guys have been playing holiday uh, ball for yeah. quite some time. Give me your plans for this this season over winter break. Mm -hmm. Coach yes, Rollins, we'll, I'll start with you. Yeah, we'll be playing down at Boo Williams uh, in that Christmas tournament. Yeah, down in Hampton. So it's an opportunity to get away. So 
we've done that a number of times over the years. Uh, we did play in the times dispatch a few times during Christmas. So, uh, but that was kind of early. I like Boo Williams was a little bit later after, after Christmas, Christmas yeah. yeah. But the times dispatch is normally a little bit before. So, yep. um, so I kind of like that. And uh, a lot of times when we've had success down there, Boo Williams, it kind of spurred us to have success coming back home too. Precisely. Yeah. And one thing I like about Boo Williams and Hanover will be down there this year too. Mm-hmm. Stockholm Coach Roar here a few weeks ago right. is that they have multiple divisions it's not just right. one big tournament mm-hmm. and so you're able to really play against teams that you are competitive with right it, it, it's not to me if you have a two or three game tournament and the teams that you're playing are not nearly as good as you are and you beat all three of them by 25 or 30 uh, do you get experience yes do you learn a lot about your team i don't think you learn as much as if you no. go down and you play teams that are going to be you know two point games with a minute to go all three times because you're matched up pretty evenly that's what i like about that turning yeah absolutely last year i think we were down in every game and we actually ended up winning the division but we were down in every game and uh even in uh in the championship game there i think at some point we were down maybe about 10 points but the girls had to fight back get into the game and so that's the part i did like i think we were kind of whatever the red bracket was but we weren't top gun and we weren't quite ready for top gun yet so uh but we'll keep going down, and hopefully we'll get up there to that level at some point. That's right. You you beat Top Gun where they ask you to be one time, and then you have a chance to jump up and do it. Yeah, when Elise comes back, we'll be yeah. there. When she finds her fifth year of eligibility. Yeah. <laughs> Coach XO, what are you guys doing over so the So we're break? playing in the Glen Allen tournament after Christmas. So we last year we played in Henrico, kind of what Michael's talking about. We played the Henrico tournament, knocked off Monacan with yep. Bamisil. That was big. We won, you know, we lost to Henrico in the finals. But it gave us confidence and kind of got us rolling. And, like, you know, we won eight of our last nine. And I think that all kind of started with Henrico tournament because we played well. And I have – we broadcast that tournament online now every year since 2013. Mm-hmm. That is such a great atmosphere. It the is. Coach Harmon. We had him on the show here about three, four weeks ago right. that they have over there at Henrico. It's extremely professional. You're going to get three quality opponents, no doubt. And, you know, and you have an opportunity to play against some of the best right at a, at a critical juncture in your season and look what you turned it into yeah we really you know it was like we had, we had been struggling we had some injuries early and like we kind of got healthy right before the tournament started all right let's try to make a little run see how we can see if we can get things going for the for the january we didn't really know how, how well it'd go again the henrico turn but but we really played well against monican and then played well the next game and next thing you know we're in the finals and henrico got us but we, we actually played pretty well so this gave them the confidence and which really was key for the second half of the season it most certainly was uh, it's sorry to hear about the word uh, the news about Joe Bamisil. Uh, yeah. We're not going to get to see him this year, senior year at Monacan, with yeah. uh, the knee issue that they decided to go ahead and work on and get him ready to go to Virginia Tech. Right. And I understand that part of it. And I, I told people last year, I was like, yeah, we beat Monacan. We held Bamisil to 32. <laughs> 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 so he is a dynamic yeah. scorer. It is unreal. Yeah. He can score in a lot of different ways. And, you know, he's going to do a great job at Tech. So it is tough. Like, Elijah Jones at Lee Davis tore his ACL. Then Bamasil hurt his knee. So that's two really good players in the region that aren't going to be able to play their senior year, and that, that hurts to hear. That Yeah. That, I mean, this just you, you hate to see that, you right. know. Yeah. Uh, we, we, from a fan standpoint, it's like, man, because I'm really looking forward to seeing right. Joe again. Yes. Uh, but from the standpoint of now, you know, Monaghan's season's completely going to be right. totally, totally different. Yeah. I mean, they've got to kind of regroup and rebuild and figure out how they're going to handle not having such a such a powerful scorer and such right. a powerful presence on well, the court. It's tough, too, because it's so late. Like, if you learn in – 
June, then you can kind of prepare. Now they're getting ready to start their season, and now he's out, and it's, you got to, like you said, reshuffle and figure out how you're going to attack everything and how, how the, what your role is as a team. That's tough to do. So a week from tomorrow is when everything gets started for real. Coach, you guys get the benefit of a home game next Tuesday yes, night, yes, correct? Yes, we have Mills Godwin uh, home game. So um, always like playing against Mills Godwin. Very disciplined team. Oh, Lots yes. of, uh, I, I've been talking about them already. Lots of backdoor picks we need. We can anticipate, but lots of pick and pops. So uh, we'll, we'll actually be looking forward to the competition, though, because that kind of let us know where we stand, at least at this point. Godwin always strikes me. It's like, do they grow these kids on trees over <laughs> off a of pump road? They just have a certain style to them. To yeah. where they've got a, it's almost like Princeton basketball in college, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying they run their offense. I'm just saying – when, when Godwin hits the court, you know what kind of style they're going to play, right. but they do they do so well and they're so disciplined mm-hmm. that it's still a struggle to stop them. A- absolutely. So as, as we played against them over the years, uh, it's, it's kind of going one of two ways. We either uh, get them a pretty good loss or they keep it really close and beat us at the end of the game. So. <laughs> Um, I, I'm still not quite sure how it's going to go this year. I know they lost a few players, um, but I, I just look forward to competing against them because I think uh, they can either bring out the best of us or the worst of us. So we'll, <laughs> we'll it's going to be one of the two. So we'll we'll figure that out. You would prefer the yes. uh, the the be- the, uh, the uh, former and not uh, the latter. Yeah, no yeah, I, absolutely. I I think uh, we had a 20 to 19 game. It wasn't last year. Year before last, came after a couple of snows. 20 to 19. I think I've never seen so many missed shots in my life. So. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the way they won, 20 to 19. And that, that was the worst of us. The points were at a premium, everyone. <laughs> Coach, you are hitting the road over to uh, the Herm That's coming right. up next Tuesday. Yeah, night. we haven't played. Like, my tenure here, we haven't played him yet. And I did see them at Richmond team camp. They're kind of more like Henrico Verona. They're going to press, get after you. Yeah. So we have seen enough of that. So <laughs> we should be prepared. Now, whether, how we handle it, I don't know. But we, we'll, we kind of know what they have and what they're going to do. So that gives us a good advantage going in. What else do you have week one? Is that the lone game? That's the only one. We play them Tuesday, and then we wait till the next Tuesday, and we play Verona. Yeah, Verina. And then yeah. the first rivalry night of the season is at your place on the 13th against Hanover, is yes. it not? Yes, right. Yes. And that's a boys-girls doubleheader. Yes, yeah. sir. All right, so, Get them early. So fans, uh, I, I can't stress it enough. There are, there are six different um, rivalry nights in basketball. Right. They're on Friday nights. We're going to get at least one in prior to the holiday. And then there in January into early February, you'll have, you know, Atlee taking on Lee Davis. or And then on the other side, Hanover will be playing Patrick Henry. So all four yeah. teams will be involved. And what I like about it is that it is a true girls-boys varsity doubleheader. Mm-hmm. So the atmosphere for those games, yeah. you get the student section in there, the rage cage gets rolling. <laughs> Man, I'm excited already. Know, oh, yeah. Let the games begin. <laughs> right. Right. It, it's right. fun. Yeah, it, it is a lot it of fun. It really is a lot of fun. Yes, it is. Before I let you guys go, all right. Uh oh. <laughs> Who's your favorite college basketball team? North Carolina. Carolina. So, yes. what do you think of them? So I have I've watched exactly this much college basketball, thanks to all the football right, still right. going on. But get, well, just give me a sense of how the, how you think they'll do this year, and about Armando Baycott's role on that team. He, you know, he played real well in the last game. I think he's going to get get in the flow and, and do. I mean, he's obviously a really good player. I just think you know, any freshman takes a while to adjust, but. Speaking of freshmen, really Cole Anthony. I think oh. if Cole Anthony plays well, they're gonna be pretty good. And if he doesn't play that well, they're gonna have trouble. They so they have some trouble. Yeah, they're gonna rely a lot on Anthony and Baycoat and Garrison Brooks. So it'll be interesting to see. They're they're a top ten team. I don't know if they can win it, but they're in the mix, I guess. Be, they're always in the mix. Yeah. So coach, you are 
1983 VCU alumni, sir. I cannot be anyone. I can't be a fan of anyone but VCU. But I do root for ACC overall. But right now, oh, VCU is looking really good. I mean, we ranked in the top 25. Yep. Man, they're deep. See, speaking of, like, playing 10 players, man, they, yeah, they do it. Do and it. They, they, they get after it. And, uh, hey, Coach Rhodes, uh, I am so impressed. I, 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 feel, I felt like uh, coming back that he would have the kids, but I didn't know he would go this direction. Man, I'm just really impressed. And, uh, you know, I can't watch them enough. So I just yeah, like what I see. They're fun yep. to watch. You're, in fact, I think they're on the court even as we speak down yes, at Seagull. Or shortly, yes, sir. Yeah, and they had the big win against Florida Gulf Coast the other night. Mm -hmm. So I think they moved up one pole to 19 and one to 20 yes. today. Yeah, so. beat LSU. They got some good tournament games coming up here for Thanksgiving. Yep. And uh, But, you know, one thing about college basketball, just to go there, they – you know, since we have a senior team, you know, they got men playing. And uh, North Carolina and Duke yeah. and some of those other schools, they got 18-year-olds. And sometimes they got that, that monster over there, though. But uh, but we got men at VCU, and so we're going to mean business. So somebody's getting knocked off this season. <laughs> uh-huh. You heard it here first. From uh, By the way, you were talking about um, you were talking about nicknames for all of your players. Yes, sir. When, have they started calling you Wonder Mike yet? <laughs> I don't know if I should. <laughs> that whip of our, uh... <laughs> All right, now, Coach, you know you're going to have to – if you don't, I will. Uh, you know I'll show up one day at the end of practice and go, ladies, come oh, here, I have man. something to tell you. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> For those of you who don't understand the joke there, it's Coach Rollins' first visit here in the red zone months ago. We were talking about his radio career just a couple of years ago. Yes, and that sir. was that was his name on air. <laughs> yes, yes, sir. Yeah, Rally's still trying to get him yeah. over to the Mater and let him have a show. That's right. Do yeah, yeah. We do the Mater mix. We can let you do that. Uh, <laughs> hey, hey, look at it. It seems like it would be fun, man. I'm not afraid. <laughs> <laughs> well, good luck to both you guys and your teams this year. Can't wait to watch both of them in action. The boys get going next Tuesday night at Hermitage. The ladies are at home against Godwin. Both start at 7.30, correct? Yeah, that is correct. Or, yeah. as I like to say, yeah. immediately following <laughs> the conclusion of yeah, the JD. That's right. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I don't know if they ever start at 7.30. <laughs> right, right. Uh, yeah, they usually never do. Right? Yeah. Hey, look, Rob, if I could, I wanted to yeah. tell Riley I was really happy with the boys' basketball season last year, too. They made the playoffs. And we've always had, even before rally day, it was just kind of like an inside thing. The girls always say, hey, we always have a better record than the boys. You know, look, as long as we do better than the boys. So it's always been inside. And so I was kind of happy that the boys made, they hadn't made the playoffs since I've been there. Who knows if it happened well before then. But uh, great season well, rally. I like to see them have, you know, much more success. But we still had a better record than they did, <laughs> even though they made the playoffs. So. We'll though, see if we can get it back this year. I can see it now. You, I had a better record. Yeah, but we played the 23rd game. Yeah, so <laughs> each of us had a bragging right That's or something. right. That's right. That's right. Oh, man. Rally XL had boys basketball coach Michael Rawlings, head girls basketball coach Atley High School. Guys, come back anytime. All Thank right. you so much for yeah. being with us. Thank you, Rob. Thanks, Thanks for so having much. us. My pleasure. Yes. All right. When we come back, fans, we'll get you ready for all the regional action this weekend in football. We'll wrap up Randolph-Macon football season and a word about Trey Frederick as In the Red Zone continues in just a moment. We are live at Sports Page Grill Ashland. Back after this, you are in the Red Zone. There's more to come right after this short break. When you need printing, you usually need it yesterday. We Think in Ink can't work that quickly, but close. Let Chuck Staudenmeyer and the folks at We Think in Ink take your printing project and help make your message stand out. We Think in Ink offers quick turnaround and printing you'll be proud to use. Visit We Think in Ink in Ashland right next to the post office at 305 England Street. Let them suggest ideas for your business cards, letterhead, brochures, or business forms. We Think in Ink in Ashland. 
Where do you bring the family for sports, great food, and excellent service? Sports Page Grill in Ashland. Walking distance from Randolph-Macon College, Sports Page Ashland features 40 and 55-inch TVs, all high-definition flat screens. Sports Page Ashland has something for everyone on the menu, like their fresh Angus beef burgers or chicken wings, which everyone agrees are the best in town. Kids' night is Wednesday. All kids' meals are served on Frisbees that they can take home. Your family will love the friendliest faces you can find anywhere north of Richmond at Sports Page Grill in Ashland. For nightly specials and more, check them out on Facebook. Sports Page Ashland. Massey Wood and West has been servicing the Richmond and surrounding areas since 1923, offering the finest in HVAC systems, home heating, fuel oil, propane gas, and more. Massey Wood and West is a premier dealer of high oil cooling and heating equipment, offering professional service and installation of HVAC systems, gas, or oil furnaces. Heil systems are backed by a century of superior engineering and quality manufacturing. Massey Wood and West also gives you one Stop shopping for standby generators, tankless water heaters, gas logs, and other quality Heil equipment. Call today. Stay cool in the summer, warm in the winter with Massey Wood and West. Call 355-1721. That's 355-1721. Or go online to MasseyWoodandWest.com. That's MasseyWoodandWest.com. Massey Wood and West, a premier Heil dealer. Massey Wood and West, prompt, dependable service since 1923. Mesdames et messieurs, s'il vous plaît, soyez prêts pour Aaron Chupa. C'est parti. A big thank you to our sponsors that makes it in the Red Zone possible here live on the Mater on Monday nights. Massey Wood and West, if you haven't ordered your heating oil, it's going to be nice tomorrow and Wednesday and turn cool again in time for the holiday. You'll be shivering in line on Black Friday morning. Heating oil or check that HVAC unit to make sure you're good for the winter ahead. And that's all at MasseyWoodandWest.com or 355-1721. Businesses or nonprofits, you need uh, business cards or, or you need banners or you need any type of printing. No problem whatsoever. We Think in Ink has got you covered. They'll do it all for you. Chuck and the gang right down the street from where we are here on England Street in Ashland. And let's give a big thank you to our friends here at Sports Page, from Squirrel to Willie uh, to Christy to all my friends here who uh, make us feel so welcome each and every week here on Monday nights on 1029 The Mater. Now, coming up in just a moment, we will talk about all the regional championships coming up this weekend, including our game of the week on Friday. And I have a word about Randolph making football and about one specific player uh, in particular that I want to uh, pay uh, uh, homage and offer congratulations to. But first, it's time for a little trivia. We haven't done this in the last few weeks. So I've got a couple of... I've got a, a contestant or two here on the line. Tell you what, can you grab that that set of headphones right there? That okay, got all right. And I think we got Henry close by. Let me see, Henry. Let me make sure I got your microphone up correctly. Can you say hello? hello. Try that again. Hello. Let's try this one. Now say hello. Hello. Yeah, that's Henry. All right, Henry. Henry has his uh, executive assistant Jack here over here mm-hmm. with us. So Jack is to my left, and Henry is to my right. Henry, where do you go to school? Um, Old Hundred Elementary. Old Hundred Elementary. Now that's in Chester, Chesterfield, correct? Yeah, Chesterfield. Excellent. Now, do you know what high school you might be at one day? No. Don't have any Not clue at yet. all. <laughs> what grade are you in? Second. Second grade. No wonder you don't care where you're going to high school yet. You got to finish second grade. Yeah. Right? <laughs> do you like to play sports? Yes. What do you like to play? Uh, I like to play lacrosse, basketball, and t-ball. Really. 
Now, do you do you play lacrosse? Lacrosse fascinates me because it's a growing sport in this area. Do you play like on a on a team, or is that just something that's a hobby, or what? I used to play on a team, but now it's over. And I also used to play on basketball, but now it's over. It's over. so the seasons are done. So, what season are you in now? Uh, I might do basketball again, but I'm not doing any sports right now. Right now, right now, you're on waiting for Christmas season, yes. right? <laughs> and Thanksgiving. And Thanksgiving, yes. yes. What's the best part about Thanksgiving? Uh, I like when we have lunch or dinner at our um, family's house. Awesome. Isn't that fun? Yes. That's a lot. You like turkey or ham? Uh, I like ham better. You like ham better than turkey. Mm. There you go. You're my wife and you. You guys would get along very well. She's mm-hmm. a big, fa- big, big ham fan. I like mm-hmm. the turkey myself, but I like the ham too. Yeah. All right. You ready for the big trivia question? Yes. All right. Here we go. Uh, always uh, have a question based on what we've talked about on the show. So it's kind of if you were paying attention, then you know the answer. Now I just had Atley High School's boys and girls basketball coaches here on the show, and they start their seasons next week, okay, both Mm -hmm. on Tuesday night. The guys are going to be on the road at Hermitage. The girls are going to get to play at home first. Uh My question is, what team is Atley playing to open their girls' basketball season next Tuesday? Mills Godwin. Correct answer is Mills Godwin. You did not hesitate whatsoever in saying that, did you Mm -hmm. not? You were paying attention. Very Mm -hmm. good. Uh, Bill, do we have a prize here? We do. Do we have over there on the? I'm not sure if, if all of the uh, all of the Jack. Do you think you can you can reach that? Huh? If Jack reaches, that's the runner-up prize. Okay. Okay. So oh, so Jack, the executive assistant, is able to get a, a new baseball, and Henry gets a new baseball. Nice Rawlings baseballs, I might add. And mm-hmm. and Jack, all he had to do was make sure Henry behaved himself. I'm mm-hmm. impressed. Jack, by the way, since we have you on the on the mic here for a quick, how are you doing, sir? Good. Good. What grade are you in? Second. You're in second. Okay. He's literally the class down from me, and we're like, and we live um like right next to each other. We live so how did you not end up in the same class? I don't know. No, but you're not able to like put in a complaint to the administration or anything. No. You just no. have. Do you get to eat lunch together? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, well, if you get lunch together, that's all that matters, right? Mm-hmm. Awesome. Awesome. Henry, congratulations. Jack, Thank you. congratulations. Thanks for stopping by. Appreciate it talking to you mm-hmm. guys. Awesome. Little trivia here tonight on In the Red Zone. We'll take our final time out, come back, talk about what's coming up this weekend, the regional football coming up, including our big game of the week, Dinwiddie Patrick Henry, and a team these guys might know about, the Thomas Dale Knights, who are pouring it on right now. More about that next. After this final time out, you are in the Red Zone. In the Red Zone. We'll take a short time out. We'll be right back, so stay tuned to the Mater. Massey Wood and West has been servicing the Richmond and surrounding areas since 1923, offering the finest in HVAC systems, home heating, fuel oil, propane gas, and more. Massey Wood and West is a premier dealer of Heil cooling and heating equipment, offering professional service and installation of HVAC systems, gas, or oil furnaces. Heil systems are backed by a century of superior engineering and quality manufacturing. Massey Wood and West also gives you one 
stop shopping for standby generators, tankless water heaters, gas logs, and other quality Heil equipment. Call today. Stay cool in the summer, warm in the winter with Massey Wood and West. Call 355-1721. That's 355-1721. Or go online to MasseyWoodandWest.com. That's MasseyWoodandWest.com. Massey Wood and West, a premier Heil dealer. Massey Wood and West, prompt, dependable service since 1923. Where do you bring the family for sports, great food, and excellent service? Sports Page Grill in Ashland. Walking distance from Randolph-Macon College, Sports Page Ashland features 40 and 55-inch TVs, all high-definition flat screens. Sports Page Ashland has something for everyone on the menu, like their fresh Angus beef burgers or chicken wings, which everyone agrees are the best in town. Kids' night is Wednesday. All kids' meals are served on Frisbees that they can take home. Your family will love the friendliest faces you can find anywhere north of Richmond at Sports Page Grill in Ashland. For nightly specials and more, check them out on Facebook. Sports Page Ashland. Uh, by my count, about four minutes and change here left and a lot to talk about. Let's get to it. High School Football Region Championship Weekend is upon us and the first region to be decided will be our game of the week live on Friday at a special start time of 3.30. That's right, a 3.30 airtime. For the On the Sidelines pregame presented by Virginia Farm Bureau Insurance, where it will be the most unlikeliest of regional championship games, number seven, Dinwiddie, coming in to take on number four, Patrick Henry. Dinwiddie is upset, number two, Monacan on the road, number three, Eastern View on the road. Patrick Henry gets a win at home in the opener of the quarterfinals over number five, Spotsylvania, and then goes to number one, Louisa, stuns the Lions 16-15 last Friday. I hope you heard that here on the Mater. What an incredible night that was. And so we'll have the Generals and the Patriots who have not seen each other in 12 years. The last time these two teams played the first round of the old Division 5 playoffs in 2007 and Patrick Henry got the victory. 3.30 on the sidelines pregame presented by Virginia Farm Bureau Insurance with NBC 12's Mark Davis and we'll kick it off at 4. Then later on Friday night, the Region 2A Championship. King William, the two seed, comes to Richmond to Huguenot High School to take on the number one seeded Vikings of Thomas Jefferson. Both of them piling all the points really last week in the regional semifinals. Vikings are 10 and 2, Cavs are 10 and 2, and that's on Friday night at Huguenot at 7 o'clock. Also Friday night, down at the coast, Thomas Dale goes down last week to the beach, eliminates state semifinalist in Class 6 last year. The Ocean Lakes Dolphins in big fashion. 36-6 was the final score, but now they definitely step up in competition. In number one, Oscar Smith, whose only loss this year was their opener against Highland Springs. But here's the point. Thomas Dale's playing their best football of the season, bar none, and they're healthier now than they've been all year. And when I saw them in scrimmage back in August against Highland Springs, I felt deeply that this team could make a serious run at the Class 6 state championship. If they want to win it, you got to beat teams like the Tigers. They have a chance to do so. That one kicks Friday night, 7 o'clock down in the 7-5-7. And then the big one on Saturday, it's the Region 5B championship where we say goodbye to Highland Springs. Unbelievable run that they had four years, four state titles, 40 consecutive wins, 21 wins in a row in the postseason before falling Friday night 
27-21 to Verina. The Blue Devils get another chance at redemption. They lost to Highland Springs in their regular season finale. They get back at them two weeks later. They open their season losing a lead and falling to Manchester in double overtime back before Labor Day weekend. They get a chance for redemption against Manchester at the Lancers Saturday. That kicks it one live Twitter coverage on both Henrico Sports and Chesterfield Sports from the RBA Sports Network. And then also Saturday, the Region 3A Championship. Phoebus comes to Burner Field to take on unbeaten number one ranked Hopewell. In in 3B, it's the number one seed Goochland hosting number two James Monroe. And that's also Saturday, both games at two. And the winners will play each other in the state semifinal coming up. And that would be on Saturday, December 7th. Well, we wrapped up the 2019 Randolph-Macon football season on Saturday. They get the 35-3 win in the Neptune Bowl over the Apprentice School. And before we say goodnight, a salute to Mr. Trey Frederick. Trey didn't have to come back for his senior season. He had completed pretty much his degree work, but he had redshirted one year due to injury early on and decided to come back. And because he did, he made history. He is now the ODAC's all-time leading rusher. He is the number two leading rusher in the history of college football in the Commonwealth of Virginia, any level. He finishes with 5,240 yards. He has the all-time ODAC lead now in carries by over 140. But the biggest thing Trey Frederick leaves on Randolph-Macon is not what he put in the record book in terms of rushing. It's the type of leader that he was on and off the field. And if the gentlemen behind him take notes from Trey and become the leaders that Trey Frederick has become, the Yellow Jackets will be in great hands as we enter into a new decade. All right, fans, that'll do it here tonight at Sports Page Grill Ashland. Next week, we're talking Big River Rivalry. Coming up, the big high school all-star game December 21st at Randolph-Macon. We'll have a, several guests on talking about that. And, of course, we'll get you ready for state semifinal football Saturday. Our thanks to Massey Wood and West. Our thanks to We Think and Inc. And to everybody for joining us here tonight. Rob with them saying have a great Thanksgiving. Talk to you Friday night on the Game of the Week. Zone with Rob Witham is a production of WHAN Radio. Our producer is Calvin Cecil. Executive producer is William Roberts. In the Red Zone with Rob Witham is a copyright production of Fifth Estate Broadcasting, LLC. Any rebroadcast or reproduction in part or in whole without the express written consent of Fifth Estate Broadcasting, LLC is strictly prohibited.